is an uncaged wisdom with a slight twist. A squeeze of lime juice in your water. This week, our fellow cheater, Louise Hamer Brown, Global Customer Marketing Director, speaks to Isabel Rivero, Chief Marketing Officer of Emailing Network. Emailing Network is a digital publishing group with 11 years of experience and big users of Cheetah Digital. In this conversation, Louise and Isabel discuss the recent platform upgrade they made, migrating from Cheetah's legacy emailing platform and onto our customer engagement suite. Here they will be using Cheetah Messaging, Cheetah Experiences and the Engagement Data Platform, or EDP. Listen to why they decided to take such a leap, the benefits they are expecting to reap and how they will measure these successes. My name is Louise Hamer-Brown. I'm the Customer Marketing Director here at Cheetah Digital. My name is Isabel Rivero. I am the Chief Marketing Officer here at Emily Network in Barcelona, Spain. Great to talk to you today, Isabel. Thank you for, for joining us. Um, I've got a few questions for you. Um, I'd be really interested if you could give me a little bit of an overview um, of your job and also your company. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Louise. So um, actually, my role at Emailing Network is designing and implementing all the CRM strategies for our key accounts. So at Emailing Network, we like to build audiences, right? So uh, we actually own a lot of databases um, around the world, specifically in uh, for like European um, countries. We are present in Italy, France, Spain, UK, and also Germany. And well, we're in the business of targeting like our customers' audiences through email mostly, but we design a 360 strategy. Like um, we're able to reach them through social media, um, through SMS marketing, and uh, well, depending on the client's needs, we would uh, adapt this strategy. So yeah, our database is built out of discount lovers or daily deal uh, searchers online. What's your role and your team's role within your company? Okay, so my team's role is to, well, first of all, uh, to produce the content that we send out. So they really design uh, the proper newsletter or the ads that we're promoting online um, based, of course, in a briefing or like a brand image that the client has previously communicated to us. And then we have like a second step that it's like building the target or the audience to which ad is going to be like announced or promoted. And uh, then of course, the, um, well, we have like a specific reporting and uh, like data that is communicated to the, to the end client so that they can use like in their databases or in their next promotions. I think there's uh some incredible statistic as to how many emails you send. I think, is it a year? Can you give me some insight into to what that might be? Yeah, actually, like uh, we're, well, depending on the year and the deal, we're sending out more than like 500,000 millions emails a year. So that's like uh, really massive. And um, well, we have different types of newsletters we're normally sending out like dedicated newsletters like to each promotion because we are really, really trying to make the shift to be more um, like profile or user centric in this 2020. 
So, I mean, even though those are massive numbers, we really like uh, try to have them really targeted and not being like mass communication. How do you make sure that they are targeted and, and segmented? Well, actually, right now we have um, a lot of data tools that allow us to get to know our users um, more in depth. And um, this is one of the reasons why we're, we're changing towards having an EDP this year is because we want to be able to store as much data as possible for each user and not only for like segments or categories, you know, for groups of users. So, uh, you know, we're shifting from sending out one to few to sending out one to one right now. So we're able to do it, but we're not able to do it with all of our database because it's not really like uh, segmented into detail. You know, we can have general interests, we can have um, a lot of like category interests, but not the let's say like the most recent interests of the user or this sort of like data, like detailed data. So will it be preference data, behavioral data? Well, actually, when we're talking about segments, we use them, like we use a little bit of both because we have the preference, like the declared preference or the declared interest, and then we have behavioral data. And what we do is we cross them all together and uh, also like um, try to predict what their next interest is, going to, interest is going to be so we can send out the proper newsletter and also of course, we mix and match with the timing of the newsletter. I mean, we want to have the right content, the right message at the right time for every user. So um, this is why we wanted also to shift to like a tool that can handle even the most specific interests of one user at the same time as like uh, handling a lot of data for the full on segmentation of the database. So, I mean, it's tricky. It's a challenge to have every detail per user and also massive information that you can use to segment. So you were previously using um, uh, the legacy platform at Cheetah Digital called EMS. You're moving to Cheetah Messaging, EDP and Cheetah Experiences, is that correct? Yeah, all together. We're, you know, we do it all together and nothing at all. <laughs> the key driver for that sounds like it's sort of data-driven marketing. You know, you want to get into greater level of personalization and segmentation. Um, you want to be able to predict next best action um, and really get dig into that data and build some new segments as well for your, your customer base. Yeah, actually, we're, uh, yeah, we're making that shift. Um, we were... Um, hopefully, well, we wanted to do it like this last 2020, but actually it took us a little bit longer to make this shift to actually acquire the EDP experiences and messaging platform uh, because of uh, the situation that, well, the world has been in this last year. Uh, so it's going to be our goal for 2021 to be able to use fully these three, three tools, right? The main drivers for this change were, of course, the new technology that they offer um, and also the innovation that we can get uh, working together with, especially the experience section. You can have your user engaged with discounts and promotions, but uh, you can also get a lot of um, interesting data or relevant uh, interests of the user by just engaging them in, into an experience that they could actually enjoy and, uh, and benefit from.
So you'll be able to offer engaging experiences, whether that's gamification or quizzes or polls uh, that will help you to gather zero party data. So explore more personalized preferential data from your customer base. We currently we offer like a 360 experience for our clients, like when we're building this with this audience or we're trying to, to find the ideal target, what we do is we close up the circle, right? So we're communicating through email mostly, but um, we can see for each promotion or for each content, if it's something that would also fit in social media and how to make it fit, right? Um, so currently we are, we are working already in social media with one of our brands with ClickPlan. And um, what we're trying to do with experiences is uh, to mesh like a contest experiences or even gaming within our social media accounts. So I think that we would have the, like both benefits to get data throughout the, like uh, the full on experience and also to get more like leads or sales or depending on the client side, you know, like to also reaching that objective. What are the core objectives? You just touched on it there, but if you were to put, put it, so sort of say what your top five objectives are for, for moving over to, to Cheetah Experiences, EDP and Cheetah Messaging, what, what would you say they were? Since we're moving to all three, <laughs> we have different kind of objectives. So that was uh, sort of like a challenge for me to define before even getting into this project. Um, because, well, for I'm going to go by one by one, if that's OK for you. With messaging, for example, our main objective was to be able to maintain and also improve our deliverability system. Because, um, as you know, for us as emailers, it is a challenge to deliver into the user's inbox every communication because otherwise the rest of our our job let's say gets wasted because no one sees it right so uh for us messaging basically the the main objective is to be able to sustain at least at the beginning the the rates of deliverability that we have are really really positive and uh then to be able to improve it because um, we are constantly trying to well, activate more users and to keep like an engaged database um, throughout the year. So for us, having like this, this deliverability strategy in place is key, basically. So with messaging, we're hoping to deliver like better emails and uh, as I said, being able to, to always be present at the user's inbox, right? Um, then for the EDP, what we want actually is to be able to have a profile per user, right? So right now, as I said, we have a lot of segments that uh, we get to know with each like behavioral data that they provide. But we want to be, stop talking about segments and start talking um, about the profile of each of our users. So if we're able to do this with a EDP, and I think, I trust that we will be actually, um, we can also take advantage of the machine learning models that we have in place and that also the EDP is offering us. Like for example, prediction models on these, these 10 profiles are likely to unsubscribe in the next communication. So what can you do in order to prevent this? Or how can you tell why they're unsubscribing, you know? So we're really looking forward to, to this shift, mainly in, uh, 
with ADP and then with experiences, of course. Uh, this is a, the tool I'm enjoying the most because it's basically uh, built for marketing and it's allowing us to explore and what for us it's innovative actually, um, different ways to engage with our final user. So it's not only through emails and through static newsletters, but it's through gaming, through a video, and also to building more a one-to-one -one relationship with our, with our profiles. So yeah, I think those are our key objectives. Yeah, that's very much what we're about with the customer engagement suite, being able to, to use the whole suite to engage your, your customer base. Um, so that's very exciting for me to hear um, <laughs> <laughs> as well. In terms of bringing a sort of key stakeholders on this journey with you, so obviously upgrading to, to the new platforms or to the latest version of our technology requires some investment, both in terms of resource um, and also uh, financial investment. So what was the journey for you in your organisation to, to bring everyone on board with you on this journey and to, to get the approval, I guess, to go ahead with this initiative? Uh, that's a good question, actually, <laughs> because it was not a short journey. Actually, we've been uh, trying to get um, basically a marketing platform uh, similar to what EDP has to offer. Uh, we've been trying to get this on board since maybe 2018 was the first time we had this conversation because we realized we had already like implemented a lot of statistics tools, a lot of internal technology. We run, for example, our statistics in Tableau, which is also a, a massive software. And uh, we started to notice that we had more data that we could handle or that we could use because we could handle it and we did store it, but we weren't like taking advantage of every single detail that we had already in house. So for us that raised the initial question of, okay, we need like a, cent a central software that it's going to be able to feed off our internal data and also let us know or give us options on how we could use them, right? So. I think for us, um, it wasn't an obvious choice at the very beginning because there are a lot of options in the market. But for us, what turned the, the corner was the fact that, well, with Cheetah, we had messaging, the ADP and experiences. So we had in one solution, basically, the three, the three different uh, areas that we needed to cover. So it was the messaging part to be able to deliver emails, right? Then we had the EDP to store and process all the data of the profiles of each user. And then we had experiences that gave us options to, on how to use that, that data. And if you were to sort of give some key advice to other marketeers who might be considering doing something similar, what would you advise them to do? What were the kind of critical learnings about you know, budgeting for this or engaging those key stakeholders internally to, to help achieve this goal? Well, um, I think that uh, good advice would be first to have a real clear cost strategy. Because if you were to look in like in the market right now, something that had all three solutions, or if you would be uh, looking for hiring, I don't know, like a, let's say only messaging, right? Or a solution similar to, mess to messaging and then an engagement 
data platform separately. And then something that would provide experiences to our end users. I mean, if you add everything up, uh, I think the cost is way higher than hiring Cheetah that, well, basically you have all the integrations done already. And I think another really huge argument going in this, in this decision was the fact that this software was already like implemented with one another, right? So, I mean, right now I know that the data that I gather from experiences is going to end up directly in the ADP and the data that we generate through our emails and messaging is also ending up in the correct profile in the ADP. So if you were like tech-wise, if you were to do this with different softwares, it would take you at least uh, twice the amount of time it's taking us to, to do this implementation internally. For us, we're planning to, to dedicate internally like around six months on this, on this whole uh, implementation. And if you would do it with different platforms, I would estimate more than two years. So it's speed, cost efficiency, I guess also resource efficiency. You had um, the EMS platform. Yeah, and uh, as I said, it was efficient delivering emails, but that's about it. Like we, we didn't uh, get anything else from that software because um, as I said, we invested in uh, different tools to gather data and uh, to process it. So we were not um, using it for anything else. And then you got to a point where you had so much data, you didn't know what to do with it and you didn't have a central sort of CDP or EDP to make intelligent decisions or to help you understand that data and, and make decisions off the, the back of that data. Is that right? Yeah, actually to help us make better decisions because I mean, when you're handling big data is it's something about your being assertive, you know, like with the, with the data and the decisions you're making. So for example, we did try to build a machine learning model to predict like, for example, basic, basic items like the time that the user should be receiving the email, the time of day, right? Um, so for us, it was really like uh, not cost efficient when we tried it because we had to process a lot of data immediately in order to get that information, right? So with the EDP, we already have the model built and it's already processing all of our, of our data in order to give us those kind of results, you know, and real time that of course it's uh, tech-wise, it's something hard to achieve. Yeah, I think the predictive modeling capability of the EDP is actually very unique in the market um, and being able to predict the next best action um, I think is is quite innovative you know being able to deliver the best most relevant and timely offers or whatever the next best action is for that particular customer profile I think is is a real strength of the EDP. Yeah actually well I'm looking forward to to being able to edit them because right now, um, of course, we're working in this first implementation where they already have, well, we already have like the, the models built. So, I mean, you can predict certain data, but you cannot edit the data that it's going within the model. So uh, for us, we want to take this next step together to be able to build like a different model together. So any like specific data that applies for emailing network only would be able to be taken into account in this machine learning model. 
what would be your advice to to the modern marketeer who's who's thinking perhaps of moving away from what we call batch and blast you know the sort of one email to many to to your model of marketing which is the one-to-one kind of approach i i think my main like my main focus or my main advice would be to place yourself in the user's shoes for us any email that we send out we always ask the question would you like to receive this newsletter would you like to see this ad would you enjoy doing this experience or not you know because when you're it's a it's an often mistake when we're when we're dealing with uh, like this size of data databases we start thinking about users as numbers right and uh, we forget that actually when you're sending out an email to 5 million users or 5.3 million users or it it makes like uh, in a everyday basis it starts to make no difference right so for example i don't know if you guys are into football but here we have the Camp Nou, which is the barcelona's football team uh, stadium so i'm always like constantly asking the questions to the team how many people can you fit in the camp no do you realize that you're sending five times the number of users that you would mm -hmm. be able to fit in a football stadium right mm -hmm. so that gets us back to basics and back to thinking that it's actually a human being who's opening the newsletter or who's going to go through your design experience so i think my advice would be to always have the end customer in mind i mean even if you're advertising for huge brands like nike or desigual or amazon you really have to think that if you would open that email with that subject line and if you would enjoy it and be interested in what you have to say otherwise for me it's just um, pointless because uh, yeah you might get like uh, the typical open rate for just advertising that it's a 50 percent discount or something that basic but then these users wouldn't come back to you for more like uh, information or for more interest. So yeah, that would be my advice to keep the end consumer in the front of your mind with every decision you make. Yeah, that's really good advice, particularly with the changes that we've all experienced with COVID-19, you know, the digital transformation that we've seen across the globe as more and more people move online. I think, you know, email, and, and web, certainly you know, e-commerce becoming so much more important uh, in today's world, and probably that's not going to go away. Um, are there any sort of key changes that you've seen in your business that, that you find that digital marketing has been able to, to provide the solution? Yeah, I think we've been able to communicate, um, well, changes like faster than any other like communication um, channel throughout this crisis because of course we were all in in lockdown and we were like well our online presence increased um by more than 20 percent during the the lockdown months so i think it has been a challenge it has been a huge responsibility because uh you have to choose what to say and what not to say to the to your users because of course you don't want to be the one who promotes for example i don't know an extreme example would be fake news we didn't want to like be a part of the of the wrong conversation at that point it's a really delicate subject so we tried our best just to inform our users of for example like where to get 
the basic needs that we had during lockdown. So we were advertising like um, supermarkets, like supermarkets that had specific uh, delivery like offers or, or that would cover different needs. Like for example, uh, for the elderly part of our database, we had we promoted the specific schedules of the local delivery supermarkets in order to help them, um, well, stay safe and get what you need uh, during lockdown. So yeah, it was most definitely a challenge to to be able to choose what to say and what not to say during those delicate times. Is there anything else you would like to talk about or mention um, that we haven't covered? Well, um, actually I would like to go back on how exciting it is for us, uh, the fact that we're gonna have uh, different experiences with our users because as I said is what's bringing the real innovation towards uh, emailing network from Cheetah Digital and uh, I think right now I cannot tell you specifically about one experience because it's uh, too soon it's too soon to tell yet uh, but we're working in uh, in different like projects already integrating experiences into our day-to-day and uh, I think that's an improvement that we're really looking forward to have because um, it's something that has amazed us. The fact that we can engage with our end user like so closely. So we're looking forward to presenting it to them and, uh, and seeing the, the user's reaction. Will you be building your team, building those experiences yourselves? Yeah, actually we've uh, already built a few, um, but we're doing it internally with uh, well, each of our geos, content managers. And uh, in the beginning, I think we wanna do it ourselves to get the grasp of the, um, like of the full length of the tool, like of what we can do. And uh, maybe later on, we would, uh, we would ask for help. But in this very beginning, we wanna, we wanna do it ourselves to find out like what we're actually able to do and uh, to what extent can we implement it in our 360 uh, user lifecycle strategy. So you'll be able to go to market even quicker than you were before because you can build your own campaigns yourselves internally and change them whenever you need to as well. Yeah, exactly. And actually it's given us as uh, a marketing team, it, it has given us a lot of independence from the tech team because of course right now, um, if like if we go back to the basic example of a contest, Right. If I wanted to advertise it online in one of our websites, I would have to ask for changes uh, directly to the IT team. So this has given us like some some sort of freedom that we didn't have before our, ourselves not being programmers, of course, in the marketing team. Yeah. So you don't have to sort of be an HTML programmer or, or no code. You can just dive in and, and build experiences and, and push them out via email campaigns exactly we can publish them online like just by copying a script so for us that's uh that's a freedom that we've never had in the past and i think it's it's a huge step towards uh my team being able to actually you know be fully on creative and not so much worried about if what they designed is being published exactly the same way because they get to do like themselves directly without having to have a front-end developer and will those experiences be embedded into your client websites as well? We're, we're first gonna integrate it into our own brand. Mm -hmm. And once we have this strategy like all packed up, we're gonna be able to go to our, to our client 
and uh, with already results and statistics on how they work for us. Can you tell me a little bit about those three brands then? Yeah, we do. Um, these brands were born uh, like, yeah, around five to 10 years ago. And uh, what we were looking for was to participate in the digital market as a publisher and not only like uh, just a, as a channel of communication. So um, we ran some editorial content on the daily deals, for example, for ClickPlan. So you would get uh, like regional recommendations on what's near to, do, to you. So for example, the best um, restaurants to visit, which now are of course the best delivery restaurants that you can have at home, right? Uh, so that would be ClickPlan. Then we had Coupon and Go, which um, basically advertises voucher codes. So we get unique voucher codes from our clients um, and we push, like it's a push strategy um, towards different verticals as well. We had voucher codes for major fashion brands or travel brands or even tech. And then we had Offerding, who was more of our an exclusive brand uh, like um, for a huge, like, I don't know, for specific brands in the market. So uh, Offerding would be like uh, more like luxury oriented. So in Offerton, you would be able to find uh, like exclusive brands with their like general discounts. So there would be like, uh, I don't know, like fashion sales, or for example, now that Black Friday is coming up, Offerton is communicating like our top 10 brands, you know, and the discounts that you can get for, for Black Friday. So yeah, we had daily deals, vouchers and exclusive brands. This must be quite a busy time for you then with Black Friday coming up. It is actually where, but actually it's the most exciting month for us because we get to plan out uh, different like um, like campaigns of, you know, intrigue campaigns of what's coming up. So I don't know, for example, Amazon for us is really, is really one of our, our most exciting brands during this time of year because we get to announce like the pre-Black Friday deals are on, you know, like you should have your cart ready for this, for this time. And also with all the consumer data that we have from previous years, we really know who our Black Friday uh, online enthusiasts are. So it's, um, it's quite a time this time of year. And our, our publishing calendar right now is fully booked. Sounds good. Yeah. Really interesting um, talking to you. I've really enjoyed learning about the key motivations for you to upgrade your, your MarTech with Cheetah Digital and also some of your key business objectives and uh, how you're looking to transform your digital marketing strategy going forward. So thank you so much for sharing that with us and um, I hope that we can speak again soon. Yeah, thank you Louis so much for your time and for having us.